Welcome to Embrace the Spiritual Podcast. Join friends Michelle and Dawn as they share tips on how you too can open your heart, raise your vibration, and reclaim your sovereignty. Hear what they have experienced and overcome in their spiritual journeys while navigating this expansive spiritual multiverse. Discover how they transform their soul lessons from ordinary into extraordinary. Follow, subscribe, and share. Embrace the spiritual on all podcast streaming services, YouTube, Instagram, and Facebook. Go to EmbraceTheSpiritual.com for additional content and a list of upcoming episodes. To book an aura regression or raw Reiki session, contact Dawn on her website, alchemy-sacredsound.com, and Michelle on her website at energeticembrace.com. Welcome back, Spiritual Signs 2, because we realized we had hit on all the positive spiritual signs, but we didn't give you the warnings, those stomach feelings that you get when you're supposed to do something and you're kind of like, I really don't want to. And you have this apprehension or this anxiety and you can't put your finger on it and you don't know what to do. Do you know how many things I have backed out of because I've felt like that? (laughs) My husband's like, I don't get you. you. You say you want to do something and then you're like, No. And it's my team going, this is not for your highest good. Please change your decision now. And it happens all the time. And I don't know when it's going to happen. We'll make plans like, oh, yeah, we're going to go here and we'll do this. I've actually bought tickets to go on a haunted walk. And last minute, I'm just like, this feels so wrong. I just can't do it. And I backed out with my friends and they went and they're like, you know, we kind of wish we didn't go where we had picked out to eat. The food was not the greatest. The ghost walk was a joke and it was so dark and they were holding these little lanterns. They thought it was more of a health risk than it was a fun walk. And it only lasted like a hour or no, a half hour and it was supposed to be an hour. So it's those times when, you know, you have said yes, but your guides are saying no. Yeah. Ghost walk. That's only half an hour, I think. (laughs) That doesn't quite sound right, but I think that's a great example of the fact that we get into so many situations where we feel obligated. So either we've made a commitment to a friend or we've, as Dawn said, purchased a ticket for something or going to an event with family, whatever the case is, when we feel obligated, we're giving away our sovereignty and free will ultimately. Because, you know, if you want to go, go, obviously. But if you are feeling at all that Yeah, it's just not right. Just because you can't pinpoint the reason it doesn't feel right doesn't mean you have to be obligated to go. And sometimes our body will force the decision on us because we'll get sick and then we can't go. We just think, oh, okay, well, we got sick. But if you really think back, maybe we were having those feelings that it wasn't the right choice to go. And then our body makes a decision for us. And speaking as a Canadian, being nice and feeling obligated to do things is kind of ingrained and programmed in us. We're always, you know, taught to be polite. And and a lot of times we say yes, because we don't want to hurt somebody else's feelings. That's a whole other, I mean, that was kind of a free will episode. But when we do things that are against what our intuition's telling us, we're just giving it away. And we, there could potentially be some pretty serious things that happen as a result of you not listening to that intuition. So maybe you decide that you're going to go and on the drive, you get a flat tire. So the universe is saying, okay, you didn't listen to me the first go. I'm going to throw a flat tire in your way. And if you're not staying present and in tune with that, okay, you get the tire fixed. Oh my gosh, I'm going to be late. And then it could be that 
you end up lost, right? Your GPS takes you on some other route. So those are all little signs. The universe is still trying to say, we really didn't want to get let you go. You wanted to go free will, but we'll keep putting things in your path to divert you from being there. And here's the thing is when these signs come up, sometimes we will never know what was being averted. That's okay. Don't create the story about what it could have should have, because that's a slippery slope to go down. Accept the sign and say, thank you for having my best interest at heart. Even though I don't know, you know, why I was not meant to go, I just accept it. And be okay if it's a commitment that you made to someone else, uh, as Don, Don's example of going out somewhere, be okay with saying no. We feel so obligated to say yes to people. It's okay to say no if it's in your highest good to say no, because that's all we can do. We answer to ourselves, not to other people. Warning signs could come very subtly, or they could be really obvious like the flat tire. So take that moment when you get that sign and say, and maybe check in, maybe you you have a good connection with your higher self. And even if you don't, that's okay. Just check in and ask yourself in your mind, is this telling me to turn around and go home? And you might get an immediate yes or no. If it's yes, okay, I'm just going to listen to that and go home. So yeah, the warning sign, it could be a missed flight, right? I've had that happen where you're you get frustrated. This is in the past because I know now to look at it differently. But in the past, you know, you get frustrated that your initial plane was delayed. And so then you miss your connection. And we don't know the reason why. That's okay. Now I just accept and go, okay, so there's maybe a reason I wasn't supposed to be on that plane. Maybe, you know, maybe there's mechanical failures. There's even further delays or whatever the case might be. So those warning signs could come big or small. When they come big, typically it's because we haven't listened to the ones that have led up to those big ones. Recently, I was traveling and I have two GPSs set up because I was having issues on this trip with my one GPS. The other one, I'm like, you know, we're just going to do backup. And neither one was telling me which lane I should be in. And literally, as I took the wrong lane, because I was following a semi, did it say, you were supposed to go right. And I was just like, oh, no. But then I realized, you know what, I'm going to accept this. I'm supposed to be taking this for whatever reason to change a timeline or something. I went there and it turned out fine. I just got off on another route. And then as I am driving further, instead of taking the same route that I went to go on my journey, it diverted me saying that there was going to be a six minute delay and that I would be on a um, like some weird interstate side. I don't even know what town I was in because it was so small. It just didn't say. And I said, you know what? I'm just going to follow this because this is what it's saying. And maybe there's a huge accident. And it kind of felt wrong, but I'm like, you know what? I didn't see any deer and I know we're in deer season. So I accepted it as a gift. But let me tell you, when I got back in New York state, holy moly, it was like deer central. There were herds everywhere, but none of them decided to cross my path. So I thought maybe that was the delay that I needed on these side trips. For sure. I think, you know, that example of a GPS taking you in the wrong direction. I think the next episode, Dawn and I can share some examples of what that has done and where it led us differently. And we had a purpose that we had to do something else and, and it further delayed us. So you just never know. One of the other ones I want to bring up that I think is sometimes stereotypical, but 
we look at warning signs of, oh my gosh, my mirror broke. For those of us that have crystals, my crystal broke. And sometimes we go to the point of, oh my gosh, that's a, that's a terrible warning sign. Something terrible is going to happen. Well, I guess it's not really, we think of it as warning signs a lot of times, but maybe it's just a sign of a change that's coming in your life, something new that's coming. You have to break through old patterns to get to new things. And so sometimes we mislabel things as warning signs. I guess that's why I'm wanting to bring that up. You know, a lot of times warning signs, we think that warning is warning us of danger. Well, sometimes it's just highlighting for us things that are shifting in our in our universe, in our world, look at those as gifts, because that's really what they are. The warnings, any warning sign that you get, or intuitive hit, get that something doesn't feel right, it's meant to put you on a path that is more for your highest good. Just want you to shift your thinking about that a little bit to make sure that you're not bringing in a potential timeline of doom and gloom because that's sometimes where people's mind goes and we don't want you to think okay just because I got a flat tire oh my god I'm gonna have such a terrible day like things are just gone to downhill fast nothing's gonna go right today so we take that sign and we think some tragic thing is going to happen as a result And it could just be that you averted an accident that was going to happen had you stayed on that route and had you not stopped. Maybe you missed being in that accident as an example. So be careful the story you put around the sign that you're getting is really the message. Because as soon as you put a story and try to either explain it or explain it away, you could be creating a potential timeline. So be really careful about that. Sometimes it's just an acceptance that, okay, thank you for stopping something that could have happened and for maybe it's a sign for you to slow down. So try to intuitively tap into why that might have happened. We uh, take a trip every year in February to do a show down in North Carolina and we decide to stay on Airbnb and check out some land in the in the area. And somehow the trunk opened and we had a dead battery. And we're in the mountains, so for our Airbnb host to drive around, she would have to have gone through like a thick brush and the AAA said, oh, it's going to be three hours before you can leave. And I was just like, I don't consent to that timeline. I think they got there in like an hour and a half, but we did have a lovely talk with our hostess and it was really beautiful because there was a babbling brook going by and the sun was out. And I said, you know what? This is a gift. I'm going to enjoy it. And our time on the way back home, we made like record time, barely any traffic. And mind you, I think it was a Monday afternoon into an evening. We're heading back to New York. My husband and I are going, I can't believe what good time we were make. Minor traffic. I mean, I think we've had our rush hour, which is unheard of. And I think we made it back. Gosh, I can't remember what time, but it felt like it was well before midnight. Sometimes it's like you're there to do something. You don't know what your mission is, but just go with it. 
And, you know, your, your mind is as a let's go, let's go, let's go is, you know, it feels wrong, but then it did feel right because we made it for all that time that we spent talking to her. So whatever we did needed to be that needed to get done, got done. <laughs> That's exactly true is we get put on these paths to potentially meet people who are going to have a big influence in our lives, or maybe we're going to be a big influence in their lives. It's so true that we get caught up in the activity of our lives. And I got to get to this place and I got to get home by a certain time and all of these things. We miss those signs. So we talked about that in our first spiritual signs episode, but the story I want to share was yesterday, my husband was in the airport at, in the US and he had like a six hour de- um, layover. So he knew that was coming. That wasn't unexpected by any means, but the interesting thing that happened. And this, one of those things had he not gone out and and was shopping in a couple shops and just the timing of when he came back to he was in the um, club lounge and just happened to sit or uh, I think a lady came and sat beside him so all those little things if you feel the intuition oh maybe I have to get up and go to the bathroom but when you come back there's someone new sitting there right like all of these little synchronistic things that happen that we think are coincidental really aren't. We kind of get nudges from the universe. The part of the story that I think is so profound is my husband has always had an idea that, you know, his intuitive self has said, there's a particular celebrity that he said, I'm going to do business with that celebrity. I don't know how, you know, quite a big name. This person's quite down to earth. And I don't know how. I think several months ago, he in his business connected with somebody who knows this person through a, a common. I don't want to give too many details because I I don't want that infringed upon. That's why sometimes we don't share all the details of these. We don't want the story infringed upon. But the first connection of people that he made, he thought that's how the connection was going to be made to this other person because they knew they knew who this person was. Well, lo and behold. The person that happened to sit down beside him, and that wouldn't have happened had he not left and gone to do shopping and then come back, right? He wouldn't have had that same interaction. And this person, this other person, totally random, he gets talking to them, and they are strongly connected to that person and several other people that Ted has really had an admiration, um, I'll cancel that word, has had a respect for how they do business and this person knows them and and was going to an event with some of these people and said I want you to call me on Monday after the event's done so he said you know here here he thought one way was going to be how he was going to connect and do business and then something totally quote unquote random happens in this connection and had he not talking to the you know, struck up a conversation with this person would never have known, but intuitively he felt it was good to be talking to this person. So he knew and listened to that intuition to strike up the conversation. So whether it's comes in as a warning sign or anything else, be in the moment and be present. I think that's the key with any sign that you're going to get is be present and just check in with yourself to say, what does this mean for me? Like, where where is this taking me? And you'll get answers or you might get other signs. But I think it was a really cool, you know, he, he was rejuvenated. So his higher self and that person's higher self, I mean, our higher selves talk, talk to each other. There's no barriers of communication in the quantum field. So many of these synchronicities are orchestrated by the universe and, and connecting in with our higher selves. Things aren't random. 
They are not random. They are synchronicities. And it is really teaching us to be present. And I think this is a perfect time to tell my story of how I was divinely led to the property that we ended up buying two weeks ago. So at the end of August, I found a property in North Carolina and it had just price dropped and it was in our range and it had a house and it had like 55 acres. I thought, oh, this is really good. I had my husband reach out to a woman and we asked her to tour the property for us. And for whatever reason, busy that weekend. Okay, fine. Monday, Tuesday went by, we heard nothing. So I decided to contact the, whom I I thought a new person through Zillow. Turned out being the same woman. And I got from her message that her tone of voice that she was not going to go tour the property because it was a drive for her, but she loved the area, which I'm like, so I decided on Tuesday as I'm cooking food that I was going to drive to North Carolina on the go almost full moon. So it's August and August. It's, it was that beautiful. Was that the hunter's moon? And, and I really didn't want to, but I thought I have to look at this property. It's going to make a big decision on our lives. As I'm driving, it was a beautiful drive. The moon was huge and I'm following it through the mountains of Pennsylvania. And then I lost it in the fog and I got there early, but on my drive there, the Sound of Freedom song came on. And I love that song. If you have seen the movie, you know what song I'm talking about. I'm in these back roads in the middle of who knows where. And I turn a corner and I see the sign watch Sound of Freedom. And I don't know why, but I started bawling like I've never bawled. I watched the movie. Yes, I felt grief and I I cried a little bit, but not in that moment. I felt like I was letting go of generations of stuff. I don't even know where it came from. Of course, I have a guy tailgating me and I'm like looking for a place to pull over so I can like just ball my head off and blow my nose. And I finally found a place and I pull over and he passes me. And as I'm bawling, my guides go, you have to text your husband, tell him what's going on. And he pinpoints it just in case I'm not okay on uh, his maps so he can keep an eye on me. I regain my control and I continue on my way. I drive past the property and it's like perfect. There's no neighbors across the street. It, Of course, it always looks different in photographs and when, when you're there. I drive the, to the town, drive back through, everybody is there. And I go to meet the realtor and I'm like, who is this woman? Because the picture she had on the website and who is standing in front of me was a turnaround. She was blonde. She was pale skinned. This woman has super black hair and is dark skinned. I mean, it was like, and but she said her name and I'm just, so my shields were up. We toured the property within 15 minutes. I knew this was not the place, but I wanted to hear just in case, like I was missing something. This place had 21 springs on it. I've never knew a property could have so many natural springs. And after the tour, I said, I need to talk to the land to just to confirm what I was feeling. And the land pretty much told me this place, because of the activation of the water and how quickly it's going to be overgrown, my husband would not be happy there. So I thought, okay, we're done. I, as I'm driving home, talking to my husband, he tells me where I stopped. I thought, you know what? I'm going to start looking at this place. And I'm almost to New York. The sun is setting. It's really beautiful. We got the pink skies. And I thought, you know, this was really a good day, even though it didn't work out as I had hoped. And I thought to make this perfect, an eagle will fly by. And what do I see? Within five minutes, an eagle flies by. So I'm like, okay, I get it. I'm supposed to be looking at this place for property. And within a week, we find a place. We put in a bid. But before that, we found the best realtor 
She was a military wife. We had the best conversation. She went through a part of the back roads or wherever she lives. She's like, I'm going to lose you. We never lost connection, not even a little bit of fuzziness. And she's like, I cannot believe that I did not lose you. She's like, I really feel like this conversation was meant to be. And I said, yes, you're supposed to be my real estate agent. It is absolutely meant to be. We put in a bid after she um, tours the property. Unfortunately, the owner's would not sell to us because we had not toured the property. Find that out on a Friday, Saturday, I'm at work. It was a definite no-go. So, and this is after we upped our bid again, because I had several people walking through. On Saturday at work, I decide we're going to tour the property. And I asked my husband, can you take off from work? And he's like, yes, I can. Saturday night, I have a dream that I'm at the property. I have my girl dog with me. I open the back door. It's always different in your dream world. And I see these caravans of, and the best thing is like English village thatched roof. And there's all these children there. And I'm like, I don't remember there being a town anywhere near the property, but there was all these kids and they're looking at me and I'm looking at them. And then I wake up. After I get out of work on Sunday, we drive to the property. Made excellent time touring the property. There's cows everywhere because it was originally 100 acres of a cattle ranch and our portion is getting portioned off. It's just under 30 acres. So there's cattle everywhere. And I'm looking down at this cattle path and there are huge white quartz crystals. So I decided to pick one up that spoke to me. I pick it up and I put it by on a rock by a tree. Went off to go explore the woods where the cows were hanging out. And I'm with my dog and the real estate agent and we're talking and this tree lights up. We're talking about it's making noise. There's nothing in it. It's shaking. And I remember the dream and I'm like, oh my God, there's fairies here and they want to talk to me. But because I had her with me, they're like, we're not going to speak to you personally, but we're going to let you know that we're here and we see you and you see us. So our bid gets accepted like four days later and it has never felt so good. We had some delays. They couldn't find in the deed that we had access to the property because it is landlocked. And I had seen a very intense timeline when Ron got a phone call and we had this discussion that played out in my head saying, you can't buy the property, it's landlocked and the, that, or the landowner refuses to sign the form, which actually did happen. But in a week and a half, somehow it got written into the deed that we had ownership to walk over or use the property two properties ago. And that was not there before because they had gone through the document. They couldn't find it. They couldn't find it. For whatever reason, they decide to go through it another time. And I think it's because I talked to the angels. I said, all right, you know, this is supposed to be my property. Let's write it in. And they did. So we brought a property. I'm not going to tell you where it is, but it has never felt so right. It's got the cute little house. And I have been talking to the property since. It wants me to take trees from that I grow in New York State to the property. Uh, they're supposed to get to a certain height. I'm going to take them there. And then I'm going to be able to energetically heal both properties at the same time through whatever energetic connection that they're making. So weird things that do happen, do come true, and you're being divinely led. And just open yourself up to these possibilities of this happening. Because if you had told me the story, I would have been like extremely skeptical because that's how I am. But since it happened to me, I am a true believer that things will work out in extremely mysterious ways and will lead you to where you're supposed to be. Beautiful. 
I love hearing that story. It's an example on so many levels of what can be put in our paths that if you don't take that step back to see what really feels right, Don could have chosen property that would not have been in their best interest. And in less than a year, they would have been trying to sell it and find something new. So beautiful message of connection that we all have. Yes, Don and I have done a lot of work to raise our vibrations to the levels that they're at right now, but we all have this ability. We all have this innate ability and gut intuition. There's a reason why it's called gut intuition. If it doesn't feel right, the problem is, is our thinking mind tries to override it. Don't let your thinking mind be the boss. We've talked about that in past episodes. Know that things we traditionally think of as warning signs are just signs. And even medical things that happen to us, they're all signs. So it might start off as something small, but if we don't pay attention to it, it'll get bigger. So no matter what the case might be, whether it's something in your physical environment or your physical body, the message will get louder and louder and become those warning signs of, hey, things are getting to a pretty serious level if you don't pay attention. Keep in mind too, we most of us don't have a conscious knowledge or knowing of what our soul contract and lessons we're learning in this life. Accept what's coming in. Don't judge it because as soon as we start judging things, we're discounting the signs and we're discounting the gifts that are given from the universe. And just stay in your heart listen to that gut instinct and say, is this a message that I need to change course on? Maybe it's a message that you keep going, but you need to stop and listen and pay attention. So be present is the biggest message that I can give around this. Don't feel obligated. Let's take out these programming that we have to be nice and Yes, you fellow Canadians that are listening to this podcast, we know it. There's no sense trying to deny it. We are polite. Sometimes that politeness could put us in a situation that could be quite dangerous. So we could be polite to a stranger who's asking information about us that they have no business knowing about us. But because we're so programmed to be polite and answer people's questions, that's not okay. I had that situation happening coming home. I won't share too many details, but when I was going to the parkade to get my vehicle, this person was, it was a male and he was kind of pretending to fumble with the machine for paying for parking. He didn't have any luggage. So that was my first flag. Like, what's this person doing here without luggage? I got onto the elevator because I had to go um, down a level and he scrambled to get on the elevator with me. And he point blank said to me, welcome home. And right away, you know, my sensors went up. I'm like, that's like, how do you know I'm home? Like, and, and A, what is it any of your business? And so I must have given him this like dumbfounded look like, why is that in your business? And then he tried to scramble to say, oh, well, I'm assuming you're coming home. And I did say yes. And, you know, there's a lesson in me for me in that, that even though I knew I wasn't going to share more information, I didn't even have to say yes. I could have said, it's really none of your business. I'm not being, and that's not being rude. But because we're so programmed to be polite, it would come across as rude, but it really is none of his business. And then he actually said, oh, where do you live? And so many times, because we're polite, we would answer that. Oh, I live in this part of the city, whatever. And I just said something like, you know, 
I'm out of town. I think I actually said an hour away. So I probably shouldn't have even said that because I could be three hours away. It doesn't matter. But it just felt like such an uncomfortable situation. You know, my guides were and higher self were putting up flags like, yeah, this doesn't feel right. And here's the universe stepping in. So when I got off the elevator and I mean, I knew where my vehicle was parked and it wasn't that far away. And because he didn't have any luggage, he didn't have to wait to take his luggage down the little ramp thingy. And he started walking and pretending like he's looking, you know, I can't remember where I parked my vehicle. So I knew the intuitives to me to kind of hang back. Well, wouldn't you know it, a vehicle right in front was backing out and backing out really slow. So I couldn't go down the ramp. So here was the universe helping me. And so I knew to take to, I knew it as a sign. So I recognized it right away that they were intentionally slowing me down from getting any closer because you never know, even though a person's being polite, he was, this person was all smiley and trying to charm. I knew that there was something off about this situation. It did not feel right. And so I slowed down talking or walking to my vehicle. I made sure I had my keys in my pockets to, you know, set off the alarm on the vehicle if I had to. And I let him walk off and I just slowly walked to my vehicle and I was really deliberate. So be aware of your surroundings because those signs come in as a lesson. The lesson is I wasn't going to give away information about myself. I didn't know what this person's agenda truly was. And I never will. And that's okay. I don't need to know. But I knew enough that this was a warning sign for me to not engage in those conversations. And, and the lesson in that again was I was present. So I was aware of what was happening. But so many times we get into that kind of disconnected state where we're just you know, pulling along and we're having casual conversation and you're giving information about yourself to somebody. Now, I'm not saying this person was coming to rob me or anything. I, I know that there was something different on an energetic level that was going on that I can't speak to. But just because I was aware of that, I was able to shift that timeline of potentially whatever was going to, to happen. And really, I know that that person was there to infringe upon me and I wasn't going to let that happen. I'm sovereign. I'm not letting that happen. But know that when you're in those situations, if you don't feel like talking, don't talk. You don't have to feel obligated to talk. Know that whatever you're feeling in the moment of, okay, this doesn't feel right, don't dismiss it. That's really what we're saying. Be present and stand in that power. This such a strong theme in the last, this episode and the past episode of just taking your power back and not allowing others to influence the direction that we're going. And that happens all the time. Like there was a friend that we're not friends anymore that showed up my, my daughter's work and she remembered her. And she's, I mean, I love my daughter and she's a sweetheart, but she overshares. And she was like, oh, my mom's leaving on a trip. And I'm like, why would you tell her that? It's none of her business. Before I went on my trip and I'm like, I'm like, I had to clear that timeline. I'm like, you're making me extra work for me. Like we don't share these things because it's none of people's business. And I love my husband, but he's an oversharer. Like he was telling us, oh, we're going to go look here for property. I'm like, and I felt like this is going to interfere with us looking. Why are you opening your mouth? So when it came down to it, luckily he wasn't talking to anybody. <laughs> it worked out because <laughs> I really think that energetically you are kind of like being your own roadblock for these things. Like there are always going to be something that doesn't want you on your highest path and it will do everything in its power. And you think like, oh, but they're a friend. But are they really energetically? Because I can think about when that friend was like, 
yep, I wanted to control that person's life and I denied them doing something. That is not a friend. And I feel bad that a lot of my artistic friends decided to make some choices with their lives that I don't agree with, but they were proud of the fact and they were rubbing it in other people's faces. And I don't consent to that. And when freedoms were lifted and we didn't have to wear certain things, I made sure that I did not wear one. And I told my husband, I'm going to be that difficult person who's not going to do it. You're going to have to live with me because this is my free choice. And he was like, I'm cool with that, but I'm going to comply. I'm like, I'm sorry, but the divine goddess in me says, absolutely not. What are you doing? This is your body, your choice. You're making the decision, not some And at the event, it was a man. I'm like, I absolutely refuse to give him power over myself because they want to be respectful. It's not being respectful to me. And if you can't figure it out, well, I'm sorry, but I got to talk in code. (laughs) So, (laughs) you know, we're given a lot of choices. How do you want to live your life? Do you want to live by somebody else's agenda, spiritual agenda, you know, doing things that you are letting your sovereignty be taken away from you? not listening to the spiritual signs that are being presented to you. Because I didn't have to look where I did for property, but I felt so drawn to that place, I had to look. And within a week, we found a place. I'll wrap it up by saying this. Protect your energy and your space and always keep it sacred. Join us next episode as we talk about heart discernment and how to use your heart discernment to see through the veil and protect your energy. Follow, subscribe, and share. Embrace the spiritual on all podcast streaming services, YouTube, Instagram, and Facebook. Go to EmbraceTheSpiritual.com for additional content and a list of upcoming episodes. To book an aura regression or raw Reiki session, contact Dawn on her website, alchemy-sacredsound.com, and Michelle on her website at energeticembrace.com. Infinite love and gratitude. Thank you for joining us.